interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hello and welcome to the Salt Report, where two of the internet's saltiest nerds out all their salt about video games, cosplay, comics, and all things nerdy. I'm Kay, and recording with me tonight is Jesse. Yo. The sponsor in our hearts, for some reason, is the Gaping Dragon. Okay, so I didn't know where to put this, and we needed a sponsor in our hearts, so I'm putting it here. And it's been a while since I talked about something horribly embarrassing on the podcast, so I'm doing it. Um, because, you know, it's been New Year, time to bring back some old favorite things, though. Uh, so my friend and I were talking about the Gaping Dragon. We were specifically talking about, um, like, giving Dark Souls bosses and areas names uh, like nicknames that are better used to describe the area. Although Dark Souls is good about this sometimes, like Blight Town. You know what you're getting into when you go to Blight Town. But I was talking about how we called Hypogean Jail uh, Gay Baby Jail. Um, <laughs> and the fact that I said Gay Baby Jail to my friend and he immediately knew what I meant is kind of funny. But uh, so we were talking about this and I was like, it's like I call the gaping dragon Tooth Vagina Frog Legs. And, um, He's like, well, that leaves out a lot about the tail. That's kind of an important, like, mechanic of the boss fight. And he's like, and is it, like, he, so he gives me some other, like, name for it. And I'm like, that doesn't, that doesn't really give you, like, the teeth part, though. And, like, uh, I'm like, I specifically use vagina and tooth because it's, like, got more of a vulva, like, vulva opening rather than, like, a butthole and like because anuses can gape and and there's just like a, a moment of silence that like i didn't see the like you know dot 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 and all i could think and then he had dot 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 for a really long time and all i could think in my brain was <laughs> several people, people are typing, typing. <laughs> and then he just hard swung to a different topic about that boss and i was just like <laughs> anyway anyway and i was like sometimes i watch unraveled and brian will say stuff um and it'll like come up as a quote next to him and i was like sometimes i say stuff and i picture it floating up next to me as a quote with my name underneath <laughs> it and um anuses can gape was one of those things that i was like i could see just like next to me floating in the air he's like anuses can gape jesse <laughs> you know thinking back on it this may be the second time that the gaping dragon has been our sponsor in our hearts because i feel like the tooth vagina frog likes thing was a quote from this podcast oh it was because but this the, it wasn't the sponsor in our hearts nikki was talking about how she made me rename the souls bosses that's right yeah and when i got to the gaping dragon she's like what's this and i said tooth vagina frog legs <laughs> i would I, I should probably mention now that i don't have a problem with repeat offenders so to speak uh in this regard because i don't know how we'd be able to keep doing this bit if we didn't have repeat offenders. I mean, like, the sponsored our hearts is so weird, because I, like, sometimes it's, like, a thing, like, when it was Wetzel's Pretzels, but then sometimes it's just, like, the feeling you get when you sun it's, your it's a anus. Bit it's a bit that's gone on for too long, and I have no intention of stopping it. Oh, yeah, no. Soon we'll get to other dimensions of, like, understanding I say, sorry if you guys can hear my candy wrapper, but I really need this candy cane to keep going, so it's my fuel. Uh, Don't cheat to get you ever just. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, sponsor hearts, 
the gaping dragon. Well, with that, we'll move on to our pre-salt. I'm going to start with Final Fantasy XIV. I hard ground summoner um, and scholar, I guess, technically, uh, to 80 this week. It's I'm finally at level 80 on on Summoner. I've actually kind of been enjoying Summoner, I find. I can definitely see the jokes that people make um, about it giving you carpal tunnel syndrome. Um, because there's a lot... It's a very busy caster job. Like, I mean, your frame of reference really is Red Mage, which is not a very busy caster job, in my opinion. You're definitely always doing stuff. Um, but the rotation's pretty simple, and it's only a couple of things. Whereas Summoner, I noticed that my... Tunnel vision gets a lot worse with that one because I have to keep track of so many timers. It's, you know, you, you put up your dots, you're keeping track of your dots, and then you have to go into Dreadworm Trance, which has a 15-second timer, and you have to keep very close eye on it because you can only do... Um, uh, I don't remember the name of the spell, but there's a spell that you can cast that during Dreadworm Trance that ends Dreadworm Trance, and you can't cast it after Dreadworm Trance ends, so you kind of have to do it right at the end to get the most bang for your buck, so you're keeping track of all that bullshit, and then once that's over, at least after level, after a certain point, when you get Firebird Trance, you only need one of these, so you summon Bahamut, and Bahamut has a timer, and you can you have to keep track of like his spell, because you can cast it twice in the time that you have Bahamut summoned, and then it goes into Firebird Trance, and that's got a timer involved. So there's so many timers, and I've, I've spent a lot of... I've died a lot as Summoner, because I'm keeping track of all these numbers. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to get used to that. I don't know if I'm ever going to raid with it, but it would be kind of fun to do it in more casual content, confidently. Um, it's, it's There's just so much to keep track of. And then after... Now that I'm at level 80, I can also summon Phoenix. And I haven't gotten to try that yet. Um, I meant to go play with a training dummy, but I forgot last night. So, um... I, the main... My main motivation was, like, this will give me a free healer that I can, um... do the role quest with. So I did do that this weekend as well. Um... A lot of... It, it, I kind of got the impression... And maybe I'm wrong about this, but I kind of got the impression that the healer one was everybody's favorite. Mm. Um, and mostly because they really like the character that gives you those quests. I didn't, so I didn't really care for these quests. Uh, like, I get where they were going for, and it's um, better than some of the other ones. But I was like, eh. Um, but I did get them done. I played Scholar to do it, which was miserable. I definitely had to drop down to very easy on a couple of failed um, failed instances, by which I mean I failed it once, and then I immediately went to very easy because I didn't want to fuck around with this anymore. Fair. Um, I, I don't have... I'm going to talk about it more, but I don't have the capacity to learn Scholar. I just don't get it. Um, but... I So I, I did eventually clear it, and then I did... after After you complete all four... Um, there is another quest that you can get from the bartender in the place where all of the role quest givers congregate. Um, where you found, like, Granson leaning against the wall trying to be all cool or whatever. Um, Granson! Granson! Uh, so I did that quest as well. And 
it kind of answered some questions I didn't really have, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't really ask those questions, but uh, by God, did I ever get an answer? Um, so that happened. It was it, like, I, I guess it's, I don't know if it's really the faults of the game that I'm like down on these or if I'm just, I don't like the idea in general. So I'm just determined to dislike the rest of the quests. It was fine. Um, the, let the me tank, put it to you this way. The tank one sucks. <laughs> yeah. The tank one was almost unbearable for me in like comparison to some of the job quests. I like it was the job quests so far that I've done have either been like just kind of it, like exciting chases like the red mage quest or funny or the dark knight quest which is art so yeah like, i honestly i think the warrior quests are pretty funny yeah they are funny so like like i said it's either been funny or like just fucking going ham and adventuring or you haven't art. done the bard the bard 30 to 50 job quest those ones are fucking stupid but um the rest of them are funny so yeah. Like, listen, I just want to get to San- well, I am on the bard 30 to 50. Uh, oh, you are? Yeah. Okay. Because I'm like level 38 as bard or something. Okay. I, I thought you were lower level than that. But um, no, my dragoon yeah, are, is level ones- six. Okay. That might be. <laughs> yeah. Because I switched still a baby lancer. I switched I actually kind of. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I, I was going to say that I actually kind of like the lancer quests. I switched to Lancer the other day and I was completely naked in level six and I was like, I'll worry about this later and switch to something else. (laughs) (laughs) Be like that sometimes. Um, Yeah, I kind of, I kind of like the Lancer quests and the Dragoon proper quests are okay. Um, I've never, I've never been super fond of the Summoner or Scholar quests. Um, Although at least the Scholar quests are kind of interesting in that they're like, Hey, you remember that dungeon that you did one time and forgot about? <laughs> Here's some extra lore for that dungeon. And I'm like, oh, I didn't ask for this, but thank you. Um, An avocado. No, it's, it's. I mean, I don't like avocados. So that's not a very good <laughs> example. Um, it was like, oh, I, I didn't expect this, but thanks. Um, but yeah, the... The, the tank roll quest, I think, was probably the worst of the lot. I it's, just, that guy, really Granson's, like, unbearable. His wife he got fridged, people... and that's his drama. He meets you, and, like, ten seconds in, is like, are you ready to die for me? And I'm like, sir, I just met you. <laughs> <laughs> sir, this is a Wendy's. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, he, he is kind of, like, what people joke that Dark Knights are. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, the Dark Knight actual job quests were so much more than that and I just really enjoyed them and they're well written and all about learning to love yourself um, and be more in touch with your emotions and I appreciate that about a video game uh, and then this role quest was just garbage um, so it, I mean the healer ones don't improve on that although they they are a little bit they're definitely better than the tank one I just didn't really think they were all that great. At least the tank um, one even with the backstory of that one guy from Ardbert's crew didn't uh, give Brandon. <laughs> yeah. Didn't give us the fucking awful fucking text 
a flavor text from that book that the Lollafell healer did, where it was like, Ardbert yeah, thought of was... her as a mom, and you're like, oh, because she saved him, oh, but she was horny for him, and I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. And, and then thinking about his say, loins. Like, ah. yeah, I will say, so the healer quests are about her, mm-hmm. but they don't, they don't really develop that angle, thankfully. Thank God. Because not only, someone in the comments when they posted that was like, stop reminding me that Lalafell's fuck. And I was like, <laughs> I I feel that wholeheartedly. Lalafell's are horny motherfuckers in that game. Like, all of them. I hate it. I hate it. I just choose to believe that one day, a, like, a baby comes out of the ground like a potato. They spring out of the ground like potatoes. Yeah, like, you, you <laughs> just see, like, a little, like, three hairs, and you pull on it, They're- and a fucking baby comes out. They even look like Cabbage Patch Kids a little bit. It works. Yeah. Um, but, oh, yeah. A lot of are horny motherfuckers and I hate it. But they don't really develop that angle Thank God. with the quest. Uh, the quest is more about, like, tradition versus, like, her identity as a person. Mm. And so that, that angle would have been good if they developed it a little bit better. Mm. But uh, they didn't. Instead, um, they were too busy so thinking about their side piece where she's just horny for Ardbert's loins. I hate it! I hate that that's the way they put it! I hate it. I hate it. Um, but they just lusting after his loins. I, mm, mm, mm. localization team, we need to talk about a couple of things. Turn on your location. Um, (laughs) We need to talk. The salt report would like to know your location. Um, yeah, and they like, I I just didn't I didn't really like the main quest giver either. I found them very obnoxious. Um, I get that that's kind of the point, but like, I mm, I just don't enjoy it. I really I miss Lurik. Lurik was the one I liked the best. He's very cute. He's a cute little cowboy. So no one else stood a chance, of course. Um, <laughs> and I guess I kind of was more partial to Renda Ray in particular because she's an archer mm. uh, and I'm Bard main. So I was like, oh yes, I am interested in this character. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's fine. Um, and then the final quest, kind of, again, kind of answered questions that I didn't have about, like, how they became warriors of light. Um, but it's, I mean, I, I, I mean, just wanted, I I wanted just to get to the end and see them. that it was like us, you know? Well, it was a little bit more specific. Um, I, I guess, okay, you know what? Spoilers. Because wasn't that, um, like, weren't Asians involved or something? Sort, yes, but yeah. there was more to it than that. So basically, they reveal that there was this, there's this other character in all of the role quests that you see, um, an, an Elizan lady, um, who's like the off tank, I guess. <laughs> um, but they don't really go into her in the role quest because you are, you play as the black mage, the, ta- the, um, God, they, do they have three tanks? Yeah, because what's his name is also a tank. They have three tanks. Yeah. <laughs> what are you, They're, what are they're you getting doing? ready for an alliance raid. <laughs> but, um... So, there, maybe she's a dragoon. I don't know. But either way, um... She's not really... Got, she doesn't really go into it, because you play as the black mage, the uh, bard, the healer, white mage, and the um, paladin. Mm-hmm. But, um... It turns out that she was a sh- like the shadow master, and she was puppeteering everything behind the scenes the whole time, 
on behalf of these Assians so that they would specifically get into the situations that they needed to be in in order to become uh, tempered to Heidelin, mm. uh, essentially. So, like, she led them down the path that caused um, the... The flood. Like, Brent, Brendan to sacrifice the, the woman he loved for the greater good mm. and stuff like that so that they would go on to um, create the flood. So that, that's basically what it was. And I was like, wow, I... I didn't ask for this information because I kind of just was willing to accept it organically. Yeah. Um, Also, you sort of get that implied, like enough implications. I only needed, there's a line that I, um, cause I just watched, uh, Polygon's video about Dark Souls. Um, that was really funny. I recommend it. Like, let's talk about Dark Souls one more time before the end of the decade. Wait, where are you going? And so I was like, <laughs> so I watched it. But there was a point where he describes writing. And like, one of the things that Dark Souls did well is like, you don't need to know everything. He's like, I don't need to know, Pat says, I don't need to know um, what the fuck the Kessel Run is or why it's important that uh, Han or impressive that Han Solo did it in under 12 parsecs. Yet that's all the information I need. And I didn't need any more. And it's probably better if I don't have that information. Yeah, because if you start think- looking into it, you realize that all those words he said aren't units of time. Yeah. <laughs> and also, like, the point of those words are to set up that, like, you understand from context and from the actor's reactions that Kessel Run is some kind of thing that you need to do fast or be a good pilot to do because it's in the context of talking about Han Solo as a pilot. He does it under 12 parsecs, which is an impressive number. And because they all seem impressed by it, he good pilot, trust him to pilot. That's all you need to know. And that's what it's there to do. It's there to, like, explain that he's a good pilot and you don't need any more information about it. And going deeper into it just raises more questions with dumb answers. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I think that, like, in a lot of cases, when stuff gives us information like this, it's like, thanks, didn't need it. Yeah, like we 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 know enough about the warriors of darkness from their quests in Heavensward and from the role quests where they set out to save Norvrant. It didn't go well. They turned to the Assians for help, and that also didn't go well. So, like that's all we really needed to know. And adding this other character doesn't really add much else to it. Other and than you know, a really, really fucking stupid scene where she's like, "All right, I deserve to die. Kill me." And your character's like, "No," and she's just like, "Well, what am I supposed to do now?" <laughs> like, I think also because Emmett Selk fucking tells you at one point that the Asians are all engineering. Um, if you if you deem to talk to Emmett Selk, which you should uh, at all times. Um, He'll tell you that the Assians engineer all of these things in the different, um, like, worlds uh, to cause calamities. And so you get that, and you get that, like, the whole thing with innocence was engineered. So that's all you really need to know. So you can you can infer from that and the information that Ardbert had already given you that Ardbert's team had been manipulated so that... Yeah, we did everything... That was asked of us, and still it came to this. Yeah, like so. It's, it's like we already had this a big important line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't need any more information. I was good. I was like, ah, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I was happy with the information I was given. 
So an avocado. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, yeah, it's just kind of frustrating because like the rest, the rest of Shadowbringers is really fucking good, and they just really biffed it on these role quests. I feel like um, the Realm so- Reborn writers came back for vengeance. <laughs> The curse of Realm Reborn lives on. Lives on. Sorry, I had to take a fucking sippy. That kind of turned into salt for a second there, but it's <laughs> fine. Um, I Maybe they'll do more with that character later, but it was like a normal yellow quest marker, so I kind of don't have high hopes. Yeah. Um, I have not done the Scholar or Summoner level 80 quests yet. Um, I probably will eventually i like i did all my quests and then i went to well actually before um like before i finished the quest i went and got like the ronkin healing set Mm -hmm. uh just so that i would have a level 80 healer set that i'm probably not going to use but the whole point of this was so that i could get rid of like the shire and um skaven gear and just have like one gear set for each class eventually Mm -hmm. So, like, I just got the Ronkin healing set so that I could be dressed. And then also so that I would be wickedly overpowered um, for the final instance. <laughs> they do sink you a little bit. Yeah. But um, I, I, it was Become also before this that I realized that I hadn't finished the uh, Stormblood Scholar quest. I had to go back and finish them. And then I got Ether Pact, which did make that final instance quite a bit easier. Because it basically, like creates a tether between your party your target party member and your fairy so that your fairy just like heals them better um because you do have to keep geod alive in that final instance so (laughs) that's hard i wish that is another thing that i wish they would kind of do a little bit better is that um technically as far as the game's ai is concerned your party member for that instance is not in your party so like eos won't automatically heal them Mm. Um, I don't why would you do that? Yeah. Why would you do it like that? Like it's if you're if you have to keep that party member alive, it seems like it would be a good idea to make it so that your healing spells reach them automatically so and you don't have to automatically target like like target them and do it manually. Yeah. But whatever, I'm not a game designer. Maybe that make maybe that just breaks shit like crazy. Um that's always a possibility. So I don't know. It's this I've talked about it before, but this game's kind of held together with silly string and chewing gum um, because of the whole 1.0 fiasco. So some of the coding is a little bit fucked up, um, and that causes them to not be able to do things that would make sense to do. So, Like having your you know. ears not be a hat. Yeah, or, well, mm, <laughs> Mikote ears aren't hats. Yeah, that's what I think about all the time. And then, like, yeah, the horns on Aura aren't hats. Yeah, Uh I don't know what the fuck's going on with Viera, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I may never know what the fuck is going on with the Viera, but it's whatever. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you were like, yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, just stuff like, at least for now, there's not going to be, like, an Orem Veil vale hard because Orem Veil vale is a 1.0 dungeon, and they just 
can't fuck with that any more than they already have or else the game's going to explode um or they would have to like recreate the dungeon assets from scratch and like why would they do that just get rid of Worm um, Vale <laughs> wouldn't that be nice throw it um, cast it into the fire all, all <laughs> wor- hot te- like ice cold take to be honest but all of the worst dungeons in the game are a realm are like 1.0 dungeons the thousand maws of total rock is a 1.0 dungeon, dungeon and that's also why it doesn't have a hard mode or veil is a 1.0 dungeon cutters cry is a 1.0 dungeon there's a fourth one that i can't think of right now because it's um, so shitty that it's also I, know, I, have, I have to know it might be it's zamel darkhold fuck zamel darkhold Fuck Samuel Darkhold. That one sucks. I love how we said that in the exact tone of fuck your chicken strips. (laughs) Fuck your chicken chicken strips. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck those dungeons. Eat them directly into the sun. And people will be like, no, but I had to suffer them so other people do. And I'm like, why? Because we're still suffering them in roulette. Because the the people who normally would have that attitude see Orin Vale and immediately like, all right, I'm going to head out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they just quit the dungeon bye miss frizzle i just like get rid of them throw cast them into the fire with the one ring never <laughs> uh. right that's what y'all come to the podcast for right the ice cold takes about 1.0 that i never played <laughs> um okay moving on from that um, I, well, I wrote here that I fixed past tense my Link cosplay. Uh, it's more accurate to say that I'm fixing my Link cosplay because I'm hand sewing part of it while we record this. But, um... Oh god, we're so powerful. I'm such a mess. Um, I had, I think I talked about, I'm pretty sure I talked about this sometimes happened, but I had a piece on my belt that I had a snap attached to and I would hook like a loop so it was like two channels that my belts could go through and then a loop with a snap on it and i would hook the sheikah slate through the loop and then snap it onto my belt well i made it too small and there's only room for one snap and the one snap wasn't strong enough for the sheikah slate so every five seconds it was just falling the fuck off my belt and getting all dinged up um i did not give myself enough time to fix the paint job on my sheikah slate so that's it's just gonna look ratchet as hell but that's fine um it's the only prop i'm bringing to ala i'm not gonna fuck with my bokoblin arm and shield because there's three other people in my car and i just i don't want to deal with it so um you could hold your bokoblin arm in your arms like a child that's not what i'm worried about i'm worried about transporting it yeah well that's what i mean in in the car oh i'm driving oh never mind oh god that would be even funnier (laughs) Could you imagine someone I mean, I'm not driving? I'm not driving the whole time, but still, it, it's it's quite large. It would I would not be able to strap to chest like child. It's, <laughs> it's longer than my arm. I'm just so like imagining you driving down the road, and someone's driving next to you. They look over and they're like, "What the fuck?" And then they look over again, and there's <laughs> that just already like a... happened. <laughs> If I drive to a con in cosplay, like if I'm going to anime bonds or whatever, like people are doing double takes in their cars. But like, what the fuck is that prompto? Um, <laughs> Prompto's not allowed that? to drive. <laughs> I'm not driving the regalia. I'm driving some. Honda. Oh, I see. <laughs> it's different. It's not the king's car. Um, 
Also, Ignis isn't here. He doesn't have to know. Anyway. <laughs> um, I'm fixing up my, like, cosplay. I'm just making that, um, I'm remaking that belt. I made it a little bit bigger and a little bit longer so that it has a bit more room. And then also, um, there's three snaps instead of just the one. Mm. So hopefully that'll help. Uh, I'm still going to be careful with it. Um, I also didn't, um, give myself enough time to make, I, I had like a gold piece of foam that I covered up the snap with and I didn't give myself enough time to make another one of those, but I, I'm just not going to worry about it. Um, it, I'm not competing this time in my Link costume because that's that is sandbagging and it is frowned upon at most conventions. Fun fact of the day. Um, but I, I'm just, so I'm just not gonna worry about it, but I gotta, I gotta finish sewing on the snaps and then I gotta re-sew the channels really quickly after we get done here. But, um, I also, um, originally when I made my cape, so I put magnets in the cape and then I attached, I was, the plan was to attach it to the shirt so that it wouldn't choke me when I was wearing it. So, um, I put magnets in the cape and then i originally sewed more magnets in the shirt and then i was like oh fuck i have to wash this that's not a good idea um these were really strong magnets they're i got them from tandy leather i think they're just called saddle magnets Mm. but um they're so they're they are fucking powerful so they would just i would be prying that shirt off the washing machine wall and i didn't want to deal with that so i took out the magnets i will save them for another time another use and i just um put some washers in there and sew it back up so that'll be a little bit easier to wash now <laughs> and it still works i tested it so um it doesn't it doesn't need like a ton of strength to stay on it just needs enough that it, when i raise my arms it doesn't pop loose so the washers accomplish that just fine um and that's that's my that's my fucking cosplay adventures. The last thing I have to talk about is Evermore because I went to get on Saturday. Um, I had been told that something big, air quotes, was going to happen on Saturday. So I was like, good thing I was already planning to go. But also, um, I was told that there was like a rumor, maybe a substantiated, maybe not, going around that some of the stuff that was going to happen on Saturday was planned to happen on New Year's Day. Um, but Unfortunately, they didn't advertise very well that it was open on New Year's Day. Honestly, if I had known, I probably would have gone um, or like planned to go. But I didn't because I thought it wasn't going to be open because it hasn't been open on Wednesdays for the entire season. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. why would I think that it would be open on a Wednesday? Um, especially since they'd had like the New Year's Eve party the day before. And I was like, well, ah, they're just not going to be open. Well, they were. But I saw some videos, apparently, because nobody was in the park. They didn't do any plot stuff, and they just kind of had, like, a fun little romp in the snow. Um, It was also snowing very heavily, so the people that did know it was open, not a lot of them actually got to make it. Um, There was an amazing video, though, of um, Philip just pelting his younger brother with a snowball. (laughs) Like, it made made an audible noise. (laughs) That was the most evil laughter that came out of me. There's, there's been some plot developments that make me think that Philip Humphrey is a secret badass and possibly an MI6 agent. Because, um, like, he, he dis- like, somebody, some wolf of winter was making fun of his little brother and he disarmed the wolf and, like, threatened her with her own weapon. Which I'm like, you're a mailman? <laughs> Sir? 
but he also knows a lot of stuff that he probably shouldn't. And I'm just like, sir, are you, are you, are you a secret agent? Are you a secret you, agent? You have to tell me if you're a secret agent. Um, but this, this video is so funny because you hear him be like, oh, there you are, Bartholomew. And then, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> it's funny too because if you know the mailman, he's like a really nice, fun guy. Like just yeah, just, just this very nice. Like he's got this very posh accent, super pleasant, always smiling. Like um, he he's also like the, the main personality trait I've noticed from him is that he if he gets flustered, um, like he tends to either focus on like the most immediate thing in front of him, even if like like. Evermore is burning down, but he's upset about his notes because he dropped a couple of p- pages and now he's missing pages from his notes. And what's even the point of having him as of a scribe if he's going to misplace his notes this quickly? Like, honestly. Um, or he will just literally get up and run away from his problems. Because <laughs> somebody Me? asked, I think somebody asked him a question recently, um, is basically to the tune of like, I heard you had a crush. And he was like, ah, and he literally just got up and ran away. so big mood um yeah would not expect him to be a secret badass but apparently he is um but anyway so it was basically just like a front fun romp on wednesday and like there was a lot of photos of people making like a ring of snowmen and surrounding ozymandias with them uh which is pretty a pretty funny photo um so they moved all that stuff back to Saturday, which explains some of the stuff I'm going to talk about uh, here. But the first thing I did was I just ran to the back. I, I didn't literally run, but I, I, I walked to the back of the park and was like, I was, I was like, I'm going to join the Rangers tonight. And so, but the, when I got there, the Ranger was like writing on the chalkboard. And so I just kind of stood there behind him until he noticed me, which took like a good minute. Um, so it was very awkward. And so I was like, hey, think about what you said last week just i i would like to join the rangers he's like cool and so you give me gave me three tasks um i have noticed that these tasks tend to be specialized for um each guild but they do have some like similarities um mm-hmm. so i he told me that i had to hide behind a character for 30 seconds without them knowing and i was like oh, i just did that to you and he's like well, do it again <laughs> <laughs> Um, then you have to, this was Nightshade, if anybody was wondering, um, the guy I talked, I talked a bunch of shit about last week. Um, the second one was that I had to spy on a guild and try to get any kind of tactical information and or their opinion on the Rangers without them knowing that you are asking on behalf of the Rangers. Um, and then rat them out. And then you have to earn a piece of gold and give it away on behalf of the Rangers. Um... So I hid behind Philander for 30 seconds and then I went to the hunters and I kind of posed it like I'm considering my guild options and what better way to find out what guild sucks than to just ask the other guilds about them. So what do you think about the other guilds? Um, And I spoke to character Kine, who was like a younger hunter and he was like, Man, fuck those rangers. <laughs> I don't <laughs> trust them. Um, but then he later admitted, he's like, maybe it's a me problem, maybe they're fine. Um, but then I ga- I already had gold. Um, 
And so I gave it away on behalf of the Rangers to the Bards Guild because they're starving artists. Um, Thank you for this. <laughs> but um, the I also learned like right away in the night that there was a town hall meeting at 530 and then I learned from some world walkers and confirmed with a cast member that there was another town hall meeting at six. And I was like, wow, it's a busy night. Um, again, I think they might've planned to deal with the six o'clock meeting on Wednesday and then have the fallout from it on Saturday, but that's not what happened. Um, so the first town meeting was to, deal with an issue I'm going to talk about in more detail later, which is uh, the counterfeit gold. Um, basically, Sykes like a lot of counterfeit gold in the park. I've, I and Ozymandias have been trained in how to spot it. I will swap out your gold pieces, no penalty to you. Um, open a bank account, I've reduced... Because they, they opened like the, the Bank of Evermore as part of the beginning of Aurora, and you would need 25 gold pieces as a minimum deposit, mm-hmm. um, and you could access it at any time, blah, 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 blah. It's, it's a bank. Y'all know how banks work. Um, but he lowered it to 10 gold, and I was like, I have eight. And he's like, well, just come talk to me, and I'll swap your pieces out. Um, so, and he was only doing it on that night. So if you weren't there, guess you'll die. Um, <laughs> and I know that behind the scenes, Evermore is working on a solution to this. Again, I will talk about this in more detail later, but um, we will. That that was like their, their in-character solution for the time being. Um, and the second meeting at six was when the wolves and everybody got involved and were like, shit's bad. Um, there is an oncoming threat. We've hidden away the elves of light so that they're safe. And we've sent people to meet the threat at the portal and we will decide from there how we deal with it. Um, they I the am on podcasting. <laughs> You just need to put a sign on your door. I usually do. I forgot this time. That's fair. Because I uh, out loud told her I was podcasting. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> so, anyway, they called them the Frost Lords. I believe these... I believe these characters were part of the first Aurora. There was a character named Drifa, and then her father... Whose name I don't remember. Irik, maybe? I... I only went to Aurora 2018 once. Uh, but and we watched the puppet show. That is correct. We did watch the puppet show, um, but I don't remember if it was Irik. I do remember Drifa because I remembered yeah. I watched and have a video of her um, arm wrestling this character named Tinker in the tavern and throwing him to the ground like a wimp. So um, I, but I, I don't remember if they, I think they were Frost Lords. Aurora was so long ago and nobody remembers anything about it because that season kind of sucked. So (laughs) it has been lost to the annals of time. Um, But anyway, that was that. Um, And then a cup, like an hour later, uh, Frost Lords arrived and they brought with them Gaffer and Ginley, the satyr and the uh, woman that were um, responsible for the pies. Oh, And they're like, We've brought you these people as an olive branch. Do with them what you will, essentially. Um, And so they put on a trial right then and there. There was some argument about when it should take place. And the wolves were like, no, if you're going to demand we're going to have a trial, we're going to do it right now. 
no more bullshit, no more wasting time. Um, and so, of course, they all proclaimed Gafford guilty, and he was like, may I speak in my defense? And they're like, I guess. And he was like, it was all Ginley's fault. And I turned to my friend, essentially. Like, he, he went on and on at length, but I turned to my friends and I was like, is this motherfucker trying to throw Ginley under the bus? Like, for real? <laughs> like, I was so mad. Like, you're not, like, you're not equally responsible, my dude. Whatever, that's none of my business. Um, but anyway, anyway, um, they were like, okay, you've got a 30 second head start. And he's like, really? They're like, yeah, 25. Um, <laughs> and so he runs out the Jurassic Park doors and the wolves go after him and come back with like pieces of his fur and his scarf and his cane and whatnot as war trophies. So they couldn't get too graphic because children go to this park, but they killed him. Yeah. Um, and they keep saying allegedly deceased. And I'm like, allegedly what? They scalped him. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they better not bring him back. Um, and then in the meantime, they decided that Ginley would be imprisoned. Uh, they're not happy about that. I'm not happy about that, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, and like the the crowd was out for blood. They were like, "Yeah, kill that fucking goat. Who cares? Kill get that him. goat. Get him." <laughs> um, and some people were not too terribly happy about Ginley being in prison. And she made some speech about like, "You don't know what you're dealing with." And we're like, "Whatever." Um, and then the Frost Lords were allowed to just wander about town, which I found kind of strange. Um, there was four of them, and my friends were quite enamored with them because, to be fair, like their costumes are beautiful uh, and their makeup was really beautiful. You can find pictures of them online now if you are so inclined um, on the Evermore Instagram page, I believe. But um, they... If you're like, what's that typing? It's me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's you looking up the Frost Lords. Um, so they're wandering around town. They went to see a barge show. They rode the train, had a great time. Uh, I separated from my friends because I was like, I don't, I don't want to talk to these guys. <laughs> um, I don't trust them at all. So I went to the tavern, and I met uh, one of the scholars, Aurelian, there, and we were kind of t- chatting, and again, I'm like, just admit you're an alien. Just admit that you're an alien. Um, again, it was, he was like, um, he said something about inhabiting this body, and I'm like, have you inhabited other bodies? He's like, I have never inhabited any other body but this one, and I'm like, okay. I just, like, I can't figure out the right questions to ask you know? Yeah. Um, but he kept asking me to find out where the elves were. And I was like, the elves are fine. They're, they're in hiding. Um, the rangers and the knights are looking after them. And he's like, it's primitive. And I'm like, yeah, well, could you do better? Yeah. And, and he's like, oh, well, there are, there are roommates. So I just want to make sure they're safe. I'm like, they're fine. Um, and I ended the conversation there and I, instantly ratted him out to Drainer, and I'm like, hey, bro, I just joined the Rangers. I've got some intel for you. <laughs> uh, oh, by the way, the Rangers give you a code name when you join, so, or they ask you to make up a code name, rather. Um, so I've cracked the mystery of why Nightshade is called Nightshade. There was a really funny moment where um, another person came up to him and was like, can I be Nightshade? And he's like, I'm Nightshade. And she's like, that's why it came to mind. <laughs> 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 From now on, you'll be candy pants. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. 
Uh, that would be a good one. I just went with Crow because I'm like, I already responded to that. That's my Instagram name. Um, and, and the elves did end up disappearing later, apparently. They, they might have flickered. The door was locked. Um, and then one of the Frost Lords got fucking murdered. <laughs> and I was like, that's weird. And so I think maybe that was another thing that like they, the Frost Lords would have arrived on Wednesday, been murdered on Saturday. Yeah. Um, or something like that. So anyway, lots of finger pointing. The arrow that they pulled out of the dead Frost Lord, um, most people agreed it didn't look like a ranger arrow. Um, somebody made a joke about it not having red fletches, but the ranger arrows don't literally have red fletches. Um, so I don't know about that. But the wolf, they were, of course, like, well, it was the wolf, but the wolf archer wasn't in town that night, so who knows? Um, and then the he last... He had an alibi. <laughs> <laughs> he had an alibi. And so did welcome to, welcome to CSI Evermore. <laughs> Biala, Nightshade, and Dreiner all, all also had uh, alibis, as far as I know. So... Who knows? I think it's a setup, personally. I think that this was a setup to make everything look bad for the Evermorians so that the Frost Lords could start a war. But we'll find mm. out what happens uh, from a distance, because I'm going to be at ALA next weekend. So I don't know what's going to happen next weekend. Um, and then the last development I saw was that um, the mayor has agreed to speak to the town council about putting Iran and the speaker for the wolves, whose name I can't remember right now, on the council so that they have a say in town matters, which I mean, if they're going to be staying there, it seems fair. Yeah. Um, especially since a lot of the decisions are like about the wolves or heavily impact the wolves, which was their arguments. Like you keep making these decisions about like what we should and shouldn't do without actually asking for our input. Um, and we keep telling you about all the dangers of everything and you keep not believing us and then bad things happen and you're like, Oh my God. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, obviously not exactly like that. I tend to paraphrase a lot, but um, that's basically what happened. So um, that, yeah, that's kind of, that's the end of the developments for that night. It was, it was kind of a lot. It was kind of a lot. Yeah. I'm hoping to um, rank up once or twice before Aurora ends. It's going to kind of depend on how involved um, ranking up is, because I know my friend just ranked up in the bard guild and it was kind of time consuming and a lot and it's gonna tight like i said i said she ranked up but actually like she started the process and is gonna finish it next time because we didn't have enough time to complete the third task so um if it's like that it might i might only be able to rank up once but it, it would still be nice to get registered with the guild yeah um before aurora ends so that's like my main goal and if i get to rank up another time awesome um Nightshade was pretty quick to, like, he listed off, like, all the ranks, and he's like, Master Archer, good luck. (laughs) 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 Um, But anyway, that's my pre-salt. All right. (laughs) My hair is in my face. Okay, let's get to my pre-salt. I don't have very much this week, um, because I've been having a lot of anxiety about something I'll talk about later, but... uh, I'm doing all the talking, as usual. Oh, you're fine. Um, but, oh, fuck, there's something in my ear. Guys, I'm old and I'm and my skin is just going ape shit. Um, hold on, I got a burp. So, <laughs> yesterday, I went to uh, go see Knives Out with um, some of my fremery, you know, your friend family. Um, and so it was me... 
and Salia, who lives with me, as you've mentioned, as I've mentioned before, my roommate, me and my roommate, and uh, some a, a friend, a couple that is our also our friend, our friendery. So, uh, and actually, a lot of funny shit happened. So we went to go see this movie, which is really good, and I'll get to that. But we get to the movie theater. And we get our stuff, and we sit down, and we're sitting in these four seats in the very front because he bought, um, my friend bought all the tickets, and he bought them, um, kind of, uh, late. I, I mean, I didn't care, because he bought the tickets, so I was just, like, happy to be there. I'm happy to be here, you know? Um, so, like, he bought them late, so we were in the front row, and, uh, we're sitting there, and we get through all the ads, and this, this, the, the show starts, and, like, it's, it's, like, Ethiopia, and I'm, like, what does this have to do with Knives Out? You know what? I'll let them tell me, and then, like, this guy's leg is broken, and you can see the bone, and they're, like, pouring peroxide on it, which don't do that, um, to open wounds like that, uh, but anyway, they're doing it, and he's screaming, and I'm, like, what? And then these people are in a cave, and they're, like, hammering away, trying to get this gem inside of the mine. And finally, my friend leans over, and he's like, Guys, I led us into the wrong theater. This is, what, oh, this is the wrong movie. This is that Adam Sandler uncut gems movie. What? <laughs> so we were like, shit. So we all, like, the Scooby gang, and we all, like, get out of our seats, kind of hunched over, and, like, leave. <laughs> Because we're in the very front row. And then we burst into uh, Knives Out like five minutes late with a coffee. And we like Scooby Gang into our seats. Except for now I had nobody next to me in the other theater. But I had this like old man and his wife next to me in this theater. And they he looked really disgruntled when we all like loudly shuffled in next to him he's like oh excuse me sorry pardon i oh i'm so sorry mm, well i excuse me mm. it was also weird because the front row had love seats which was funny because obviously my friend and his fiance were in the same they're both my friends but you know they're they're a couple and so they were in their love seats which whatever but then me and my friend were in the love seat too it's just that like there's there's like a tray on the left side of you but no tray on the there's no divider on the right side of you so i'm like imagine sitting next to a stranger like this like what the fuck there's no divider there's no armrest we were just like touching shoulders and i'm like could you imagine because luckily my armrest was on the side with the stranger you know but like i was like what if there hadn't been and i looked at my friend and he had a seat turned all the way back so like i pushed my seat all the way back too and it was a little bit better so everybody wasn't so chin heavy so i wasn't just staring at everybody's chins the whole time because we were in the very front row um and uh hey so um, I know people gave Ryan Johnson a lot of crap because of The Last Jedi, which I firmly believe is a Disney problem, um, and not so much a Ryan Johnson problem. It's heavily a Disney problem. Uh, but don't let that stop you from going to see Knives Out, because Knives Out is a fucking good-ass movie. It's been a while since I've gone and seen a movie that wasn't, um, either an animation or part of a series that I enjoy or blah, blah, based on something that I've already consumed. Like, I had no prior knowledge. It was sold to me as kind of, like, like, Clue, but a little bit more advanced and kind of a dark comedy. Um, 
which is the way I would also sell it to you. It was super disorienting with fucking, um, God, what is his name? Daniel Craig opened his mouth and a Southern accent came out. I I heard it was terrible. It wasn't even that bad. And you like, you get used to it. Like about like, I don't, I think a lot of people, um, I think a lot of people, because they're used to Daniel Craig, not sounding like that, like, overplayed how terrible it is because it's not even that bad it's just like it's a very specific southern accent and it is weirdly disorienting coming out of daniel craig but then like half by half the well, halfway through the movie i didn't even question it anymore i was just like whatever um someone like, i follow on twitter was like uh was saying that it was they thought it was so bad that they thought it was a plot point I mean, maybe. They do have a running joke. They call him KFC. Uh, because he's got this, like, Kentucky Fried Chicken voice. Like, I, I don't even... And he's a detective. I mean, there's a lot of good jokes in this movie based on, like... I, I don't even... I don't even... I don't want to spoil anything, so I'm not going to say them. Um, they had this rad-ass set piece that they used a lot, which people might be... This movie is ham-fisted, but in the way that's, like, intentionally ham-fisted, because I said it's got a lot of Clue vibes. Um, so it has this fucking ostentatious-ass set piece. The guy who's... So I should give you a quick plot overview, shouldn't I? Um, it's a story about this family... They're holding a funeral for their father who just died the night of this big party they were having. And um, they supposedly he commits suicide. But on that day, detectives show up because, you know, even if it's a suicide, they have to, like, go and look at it. But they also bring this consultant detective, um, Daniel Craig. <laughs> uh, and, like, this consultant detective was hired by an anonymous person. He was just sent an address and a pile of money, like a stack of money. Um, and so he came to, uh, this funeral, or not the, like, funeral, but, like, the house after party that they have, um, to figure out if there was a murder. And, um... Like, everybody in the house is a suspect, basically. So in the house, there are the children of the person who died, his grandchildren, and a nurse that worked for him, because he's very old. Now, the house itself belonged to a the old man who died, um, and he was a horror novel writer. Not a horror novel, a mystery writer. There we go. So he wrote, like, cheesy mysteries. He basically wrote stories like the story that's taking place. So his <laughs> house is filled with weird bullshit. Like, he's very eccentric. Um, he, and, like, a lot of the stuff in his house, because one of the cops is, like, a fan of his work. Um, and like, one of the detectives, and he's always talking about, like, like, he has this weird window that doesn't, it's a trick window, so from the inside of the house, you can't see it, but there's a painting of a, like, little, like, a man crawling through a window, but on the outside of the door, it's a, 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 like, on the outside of the house, it looks like a window, but you push it up, and it opens, and it's, like, a secret passageway into the house that's from one of his books, like, that kind of stuff, right? Um, so his house is fucking wild, and he, um, in his house, he has this eccentric-ass, 
art sculpture piece that's like a halo, like a perfect circle of knives. Just like, I, I don't even, there must be like 200 knives on that thing. And they're different kinds of knives, like from all over the world and stuff. And they're all pointing inwards. And fucking, I don't know if they specifically asked for that piece, um, set piece, like, as part of the vision or if somebody made it and they were like, fuck, we have to use this. Um, because I mean, I know the movie's called knives out, but that's a line in the, like, it's a important line in the movie. Um, I know. Cause all of us went, well, it's time to go home now out loud. <laughs> they um, already used the joke. They used the joke. <laughs> um, but they had this beautiful halo of knives and they went ham using it as a framing device. Some people might say they went too ham, but come on, you have a giant fucking sculpture halo of knives. Brian what- Johnson's like, somebody worked really fucking hard on this art piece and we're going to fucking feature it. Yeah, he's like, fuck you guys, we we can't not use this. Um, and it's great. It's like, I don't know, it's just the part of me that's an illustrator and really loves kind of ham-fisted storytelling like that was just like, fuck yeah um but also it had a lot of great setup and payoff which is like is is basic film storytelling 101 like it's baby's first storytelling kind of thing but the reason people go back to it is because it's satisfying when you see it in a film and it works right like when you're watching a film and that stupid little detail actually amounts to something like it's not some Check round of gun yeah you're gonna put a gun over the fireplace somebody better fucking use it in the third act well it's funny because there was a point where me and my friend looked at each other uh and him and i both at the same time yelled Chekhov's weed in the theater really loud because <laughs> i went the fireplace and then both of us looked at each other with Chekhov's weed but it's funny because also I was trying to be quiet because that uh, guy next to me was so frustrated that we had come in late but then I couldn't help myself bleeding I was like oh this is the thing that they mentioned earlier my friend would be like oh you're right um and then the guy next to me would hear me and then lean over to his wife and then they would be talking about it and so then everybody was like we were all having our own because it's a mystery movie right like we were all having our own like wait, this happened earlier. I wonder what this means. And like connecting the dots. We connected the dots. You didn't connect shit. We connected them. Um, There was a great, the character of the nurse, she's a young woman um, who her mom is an illegal immigrant. This is important um, as part of the plot, but she became a nurse and she's trying to, um, help her mom basically go through the immigration steps and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, be in this country and get her degree or like, I don't know if she's, she's just trying to, I don't know if she already has like a full degree or she's trying to become a doctor. If she's just a nurse now, Um, but she's nursing the old man, the old writer. And he really likes her. He honestly likes her more than he likes his children because his children are fucking asshats. Um, What's weird is they have a lot of huge name actors and actresses playing these children, which I think in and of itself is part of the red herring because you think, oh, this person's going to have more to do with the plot than they do because they're a big name actress. Um, but they all do it so well. Some of the most realistic white people family arguments happen in this movie. Uh, one of my favorite lines is a theater, um, a will reading is like uh, a community theater production of a family fight or something like that um 
Because they they have this, they have to go through the will reading. It's so dramatic. But also there's a scene where they're having like a family party. And uh, they're just, they're clearly discussing 2016's um, election. Because the guy goes, well, maybe what we need is an asshole. And then the other person is like, well, he's a Nazi. And, um, or because basically she says like, yeah, and I'm sure 1930s Germany needed an asshole too. And then like, (laughs) they're having this discussion. And then like, the guy is like, well, people, um, they're talking about immigration at one point. He's like, I don't care if people come in legally, but they got to do it legally. Like, blah, 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 blah. Like, and then they call the nurse over. And because she, her family's from Uruguay, uh, and, like, then he's talking to her about it. And I'm like, bro, he's like, your mom came here legally because he doesn't know that her mom, there's only one person who knows, um, who's kind of like the, the liberal college student girl of them, but even she does something fucked up later. Um, but, like... I'm like, bro, who does this? And my friend turned to me and dead ass looked at me and she was like, white people. I was like, shit, you right. Um, (laughs) Because they're like, your mom came in here legally. And like, there's also this one son because the college girl and this one younger boy who's like a prep school student who's like, um, the girl's like, you alt-right. I don't even remember what she calls him. And he's like liberal snowflake back to her. And I was like, God, I hate how realistic this is. And they're having like this whole ass fight. And somebody, one of the uncles calls him the little Nazi. And I fucking, I'm like, well, you're not wrong. (laughs) They're like, why was he in the bathroom for the whole party? Probably jacking off to dead deer, the little Nazi. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? The whole family is fighting. People are throwing stuff. They're like, you stay out of this. And like... I'm like, and they're all drunk. And so, like, you're like, God, this truly is, like, a family fight. Um, Chris Evans plays a really, like, a character I've never seen Chris Evans play, and he's fucking good at it. Um, a very enjoyable little shit. Uh, yeah, he plays, like, a little shit, slimy kind of character in this, and it's real good. It's real good. The whole movie is really good. The acting is really good. It's fun. If you like Clue, this is a little bit darker than Clue because there's a little bit more violence. Um, and overall, it has some, like, darker threads going through it. But it's funny. Like, it's like a dark comedy like Clue. Like, you're laughing. Um, and it's got, like, really dumb moments in it. Like, intentionally dumb. Uh, so it's a it's a fun ride. It's It's been a while since we've since I've been um so watched a movie that was like so much f- like I was just having a really good time and also I really felt a lot for the characters and I was rooting for the nurse like the whole time I was just like you know hoping for the best for her cuz she's like she's basically the main character um and uh they're also fucking I won't spoil it for you but there's a moment where Daniel Craig scared the shit out of me like he just you know, it's a it's the only jump scare in the whole movie and it did me a frighten. Um it's worse than any horror movie jump scare in a long time that I've had. But yeah, I highly recommend you go see it if you have the time. I know it's been out for a while. Um if you don't have time to see it in theaters, consider renting it or something when it comes out on DVD cuz it is it is it was fun. Um also any any movie that makes you yell check off's weed is a good movie. But I but you also feel like emotions like I 
I cried. I teared up several times because good storytelling. It's good storytelling. Um, and like I said, I know The Last Jedi put a lot of people off Ryan Johnson, but I think that's more of a Disney problem than anything because Disney. Um, yeah, I mean, they got a new guy on, well, not a new guy, but like a different guy on for the last one. It was yeah. <laughs> it was the, and yeah, and it was really bad. So like, yeah, I, I highly recommend this movie. It was fun. I like these kind. I like dark comedies. So, um, I, God, I'm just thinking about how fucking funny that, listen, there's a line where he's like, there's a hole in my donut. <laughs> and, then, and then at one point he's like, there's a hole in my donut hole. <laughs> and I'm like losing my fucking mind and grabbing my friend's hand. I'm like, what the fuck? Um, yeah, highly enjoy don't want to spoil anything because it is a mystery and you know like spoiling mysteries is like you can't because the whole point of a mystery is the mystery um would watch again highly recommend even if you hate daniel craig's accent you'll still enjoy him as a character he's (laughs) fucking he's a good time um also everybody's wearing baller ass sweaters and as we left the movie i looked at asalia and i and we were both wearing like knit sweaters i was like did we accidentally cosplay for this movie (laughs) (laughs) um and then i i mean like i haven't really done um much because of something i'll talk about later uh i showed you all that book the i'm working on a lot of merch stuff right now i showed you all that book i've hand bound um because i'm fucking weird and i'm like i can't let stuff go and i can't let stuff go to waste so i just took some of the signatures out of another book that was almost finished and then re-hand sewed them and then glued them to a hardback piece of paper and turned them into a sketchbook. Um, And then just kind of put a bunch of heavy books on top of it to kind of let it bind. Um, Because I go apeshit and I'm using that as a sketchbook right now to uh, work on merch. And, uh, oh, I, so um, I went to this, uh, northern california burger place um and i think they're just in norcal because i think the first one was in napa but i went to a norcal burger place and i had this veggie burger and i I think it was called the impossible burger so i'm assuming that it's the same thing that like the whopper isn't the impossible impossible brand yeah um and this this the burger itself is also like I know that burger place is good because my I I I used to eat other stuff there. Um, and my friends really like the actual burgers, so um, I went and got the Impossible Burger and I tried it. Uh, and like with the secret sauce that I'm sure is just fucking ketchup and mayonnaise with uh the um dill relish. Like, come on, that's got to be the secret sauce to everybody. Uh. But I tried it. It was fucking delicious. Like, it really? was really good. I haven't had... So, I haven't had red meat since I was 12. So, I can't tell you that it tastes like red meat. Because I haven't had red meat since I was 12. Um, but it is a good burgery texture. Like, it has... See, I, maybe I just got a bad one. But I tried the Impossible Burger at Red Robin. And it had a horrible texture. It it was really fibrous and it kind of reminded me of when you get a burger made out of like bad quality meat that has a lot of sinew and gristle in it. Mine was soft. Like, Oh, mine was horrible. Maybe red Robin just fucked it up. Yeah. Cause mine was like soft and like, 
I don't know, it just kind of melted into my mouth with the bun, with the egg bun that it had. So basically, it was just, all I had it with was the secret sauce, pickles, uh, tomato, and lettuce on an egg bun. And so I didn't fuck with anything else. And it was really good. Um, I enjoyed it. I know there was the whole thing about, like, the estrogen thing. And I'm like, fuck, it's just... Plant estrogens are not the same as mammal estrogens. And they will not demasculinize you or whatever the fuck people are worried about. Yeah. I mean, I worry about, like, um throwing off my levels because I already don't want to deal with my tatatas. Well, but yes, like there are plant your, estrogens. Your body does not process plant estrogens the same way that it processes plant estrogens and it will not like affect you in that way. Really? Oh yeah. Like, and also I just don't eat red meat. And I mean, they had other options at this place, but like, I just was like, I want a burger, but I don't like, I'm feeling adventurous. Yeah. <laughs> let's do this. I will find out if it's terrible or not. Um, anyway, I'm sorry I went on a rant there. I'm just, like, frustrated by the whole, like, yeah, soy boy stupid. bullshit. I'm like, just eat the fucking... Just just try just, it. Just just eat the burger or don't. Yeah, like, stop <laughs> trying choice. to... Yeah, that's life. There were options. You could either have a beef burger or you could have an impossible burger, and I chose yeah. the impossible burger. Stop crying about how it's emasculating or whatever. We just eat, like, eat what you want to eat. Um, yeah, so that was... I had a good time doing that because my friend and I went out for a whole day of adventures we went into the container store which is always a bad plan because like it's expensive in there but like (laughs) also you're like fuck I need all these containers but then you get home with your containers and then you're like what am I gonna put in my containers um I didn't do that that this time I got one container and I knew exactly what I was using it for and it was a dollar so I only go into the container store if I know exactly what I'm getting. Like, last time I went in was to get my little thread organizer thing, and, like, I was going to get that one little 64-compartment doodad, and I was going to buy that, and only that, and I was going to immediately leave the store. Like, that was it. My friend and I walked around, because I like to tap on objects because of ASMR, um... I, I thought it was really cute because she, un- she like, took the lid off of something and it made this good, satisfying noise and she shut it and then put it next to my ear for me and did it. And I was like, oh, you know, like, even though she doesn't get the ASMR, like, whole thing, I don't get the body tingles or whatever. I just like the sounds. They just relax me. Um, I just thought it was nice that my friend doesn't get it like as a thing, but she knows that I like sounds. So she did that for me because she's like, oh, that's a satisfying noise. Jesse. Uh, but yeah, I haven't really been doing anything except talking about, except sending my friends cursed memes and <laughs> working on merchandise. The and, usual. Uh, yeah, the usual. Trying to get my life together. It's a mess. Um, but yeah, that's my pre-salt. Oh, right, fucketh! No, what? it's not! I, such a fool. Um, just what I wanted to say is, uh, I'm going to visit Kay. I'm leaving on yeah. the 22nd, late night, 22nd, right? Yeah, Wednesday night. In the evening, yes. In the evening. Um, so I, so, but don't worry, everyone. I haven't forgotten about you. Uh, I will have the pinup out before then, and hopefully I'll have the Kojima Piss video recorded before then. So I can either do it edit in my place, have a collab. 
a collab. Piss! <laughs> you, you just hear Harvey's panicked jingle. <laughs> uh, why, why are you yelling? Um, but yeah, so hopefully I'll have stuff out to you guys before I visit Kay. I've not forgotten about you just because I'm about to go do something fun. Okay, now I'm done. All right. Um, moving into salt. Great trips, their ass. I have been running around, I mean, kind of all weekend, but mostly tonight, um, trying to get packed and fix up the costume piece that I was working on, and, like, clean my apartment and je- do laundry and just generally be have my life organized before I go on this trip so that when I come home it's to a clean apartment and like no flies or whatever and um I just feel like I haven't had a whole lot of time to relax which is frustrating and I'm stressed about traveling in general like I mean I've talked about that before so I'm just like I'm just fretting I'm fretting a whole bunch and I'm sure it'll be fine once I get there, but until then, I'm going to be worrying about everything. And we leave on very, very early in the morning on Wednesday, which, and today it's Monday that we're recording this. So a couple of days, mm. um, by the time this podcast gets out, I will already be there and probably posting pictures of my costumes. But, because uh, <laughs> um, Friday is day two of ALA. But anyway, um, just just general pre-travel stress bullshit. Um, as I kind of talked about earlier, Scholar is terrible for me. Um, I just, I truly just don't get it. I will read skill descriptions and think I understand what they mean, and then I put them into practice, and I'm like, why isn't this a regen? I thought it was a regen. Um, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I definitely, like, I, I only barely was able to complete some of the instances um, and again, I probably wouldn't have been able to if they hadn't added that very easy mode in a recent patch because I like I can't I don't understand I just it's a math lady gif every time I have to cast a heal. Um, so for the people who like it, it's real cool. For someone like me that's too stupid to play it, it's demoralizing. <laughs> um, at least with some like I don't I don't fully understand summoner either, but at least. Summoner is just big number go up. Um, yeah, like yeah. I don't, I don't have all other responsibilities except for like if the healer goes down, I need to raise the healer. But I'm used to that from Red Mage, so um, that's not a big deal. And actually, Skull, like the main problem with Summoner versus Red Mage is that Summoner can raise a lot earlier than um, Red Mage can because Red Mage doesn't get their raise until 64, but I think Summoner has it at like 15. Um, so you're able to raise in, like, damn near every dungeon, if not every dungeon. So, that's the main thing, is that I'll forget that I have it in, say, Labyrinth of the Ancients, because I'm used to playing a raising class that can't raise until 64. Um, but, yeah, I just, I cannot play Scholar. I will never play Scholar. And then, I alluded to this a little bit in my pre-salt, but the, the counterfeit gold, or how jerks tanked the Evermore economy because we can't have nice things. I remember a while back, so there's like a couple of Evermore groups that I'm in on Facebook, and one of them is the spoilers group, and then one is a more casual group that you're not supposed to post spoilers in. It's just like 
more general, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And in the general one, somebody made a post talking about how they had, as a Christmas gift, given their friends, family, some Evermore gift cards, and a little starter pack of gold pieces. And someone was like, how'd you get that much gold? She's like, I just went to the dollar store. And I remember thinking, that's going to become a huge problem. Like, I knew immediately that it was going to be a problem. And I'm sure before this, it was a problem to a degree. Because, like, when I say Evermore gold pieces, they're just rocks painted gold. Like, they're nothing particularly difficult to manufacture. Um, So it wouldn't surprise me if, say, during Mythos and Lore, uh, and previous Aurora and Lore, um, people were bringing, like, a couple of pieces just so they would have stuff to... Like, before this, there wasn't really much to spend gold on. You could wager gold in the tavern uh, for games. Um, Some of the other characters let you wager gold for different things. Um, Most of the guilds have a quest where you have to give away gold on behalf of the guild um, to show your generosity or whatever, um, or earn gold in some capacity. Um, But it was usually just one piece, so that's not that difficult. Um, And, like... The main thing people were using gold for, like, the main motivation for gold was, like, for people who were just starting and they didn't really know where to start, it was really helpful to have, like, here's a quest, and at the end I will give you a piece of gold. Um, Mm. But you you can also use gold to buy postcards from the mailman and send them to different people or whatever. Um, But... The, like st- stuff would sometimes come up like Suds's bail was 50 gold or whatever right um but m- most of the people who had a lot of gold were getting it from trading trinkets so they would spend their real world money on trinkets bring them to the park and have them for trade either you could give a trinket for a trinket or you could give gold pieces for these trinkets um they were things you know like charms and and whatnot um so those are the people who are like really quote unquote wealthy and the evermore fake funny money um but with Aurora, that's kind of when I suspected it was going to start to become a problem because of the buildings for sale. Um, mm. And they were allowing World Walkers to buy buildings. And I think that's where it really got out of hand. Um, yeah. Because all of a sudden people are buying a property. And I'm like, I mean, I knew about the trading thing, but I'm still kind of like, wow, there's a lot more wealthy Evermoreans than I thought, you know? Um, yeah. Well, it turns out a lot of those buildings were probably built b- bought with some rocks that they found outside and spray painted or bought from Michaels or whatever. Um, and so now, um, I mean, the reason it all came out was because a prominent world walker, I guess I could call her, um, posted saying like a summary of the night. And then at the end, she's like, the bail that was paid to Suds was mostly counterfeit gold. And so now he's back in jail check your gold pieces. This is apparently a thing we have to worry about now. Um, and like, I was there when Suds' bail was paid and they paid more than the, more than enough. It was 50 gold. And I think they paid over a hundred. So if more than half of that was counterfeit, this is a pretty serious problem. And the people who were getting gold through trading are pretty upset because they spent their real world currency on, on trinkets to trade for this, Evermore gold, and now they're at risk of losing more than half of their stock. Somebody said that about 30% of his stash was legit. Like, um, and 
of course, like the, the rumor mill kind of got started, uh, where people were like, what if this is a plot? But then like somebody that works behind the scenes at Evermore was like, we're working on a permanent solution to this. Like, please stand by, which makes me think yeah. it's definitely not just a plot point And it's something that they like, a, like an actual issue that they've had to address that is now sort of being woven into the plot with Suds being back in jail and with Sykes's uh, meeting about the counterfeit gold. It's just kind of like, like it didn't affect me that much. Um, Suds swapped out about four or five pieces of my gold, but I think to be honest, I think the ones that he swapped out were not counterfeit. They were just worn out because <laughs> yeah. I, I have held on to gold that I earned in like mythos and stuff um, from when the, the one thing I'm good at, the riddles um, from the fairies <laughs> Uh, but like, it's just kind of frustrating that this is now an issue and I don't really know how they're going to fix it because like anything more work intensive to produce than what they have been doing, which is just spray painting pebbles gold is probably going to be too expensive to mass produce. So I guess I'll just have to keep an ear to the ground and see how it all shakes out. Cause like, I don't know if maybe the bank was part of this, where they're going to have like an app. Somebody said something about an app. I don't know if that's true. Um, it would also surprise me if that were true, because again, app development takes a lot of money and time and specialized folks to maintain it and whatnot. And it just seems, it doesn't seem like it's in the spirit of Evermore either. So that's kind of odd. I don't know if they're going to switch to like poker chips or something. Um, I do have one piece of gold that I think I earned in a wager from Oren um, that looks, it's like pressed flat and it looks more like a coin. Um, but it's the only one I have. I don't know if it's considered legal tender or if it's just like a pirate coin. Um, and <laughs> uh, I kept it because I think it looks cool. So I'm not really about to find out. Um, but I don't know if maybe they're going to, I don't know where he got it from. So, um, like where the actor got it from, I don't know. Um, if it was like something that somebody traded to him, or if he was got it from us from like as part of like the staff thing, like this is some of your pirate horde to hand this out to world walkers, you know? Like I don't know where it came from. So um, I don't know if they're gonna start doing that. It's definitely metal, like. But um, <laughs> was that the sound? That of was it? that was the coin. Yeah, I'm trying to be like this is this is definitely metal. But um, I don't know where it came from. So, see, so we're see how that works out. It's just like, oh, this is annoying. <laughs> yeah, and like a lot of the gold that people were getting that was determined to be counterfeit was coming from characters. So there was enough in circulation that the staff didn't know about it, and they were handling handing it out. So it was a big problem. Yikes! But anyway. That's my salt. I have light salt. Uh, <laughs> TM, salt TM, TM, light. TM. Um, oh, God. oh, light salt. That's that stuff that's half potassium and half salt. <laughs> <laughs> I've been fucking murdered on this podcast. Um, I uh, have a weird hand. That sounds terrible. I think I talked about this a little bit last time. Um, cause I noticed it, but I think, uh, my joints are all swollen and it hurts to close my hand. And unfortunately it's my right hand. Um, and I wake up in the morning and it hurts and it's all swollen really bad. And then 
at night it's turning like blue really easily um and tingling a little bit and it's like mostly at the joints and it hurts to draw a bit um unfortunate so been having a lot of anxiety about that uh and it hurts but like i feel like the hurting is less annoying than the anxiety to be honest at this point um but i'm thankful to have a bunch of people who uh are distracting me with sick memes that like i'm not thinking about it as much but it is hard because it's my right hand so when i'm working i feel it um which just is sucky um but there are a lot of other sucky things happening in the world right now (laughs) so you know i wish i had some funnier salt to give you that wasn't like I just didn't want to talk about the world salt because it makes me anxious. (laughs) It makes me so anxious. Yeah. I mean, like, every time I look at the news, I'm like, good God. Um, I guess I will talk about something that it made me kind of angry. Like, so, this past... So, I remember this post was going around of um, this woman and she was... uh, giving um if you donated money to um the australia wildfire relief uh and sent her proof of your donation she would send you a nude right oh yeah and she yeah and she raised a bunch of money that way um like i'm like look at this sex worker doing more for australia right now than australia's politicians are doing for them um and uh apparently people doxed her and her parents find found out and or like her family and it was like a big thing with her family and now she's like basically disowned um i would do deeper research into this than like seeing a post on twitter like i did but i will say that like dude she was just trying to help like and like you do what you gotta like i she's like well i don't have a bunch of money and i'm not a firefighter so this is what i'm gonna do and like why do people have such beef with sex workers like mind your business david yeah we know why but i'm like mind your fucking business if she wants to do this and people want to support australia and get nudes at the same time then mind your business like how does this hurt you in any way shape or form um so i guess that's that's my salt. Uh, like, I just, people are so fucking bizarre to me. I just don't understand, especially in this world where, like, stuff is really fucked up and we should probably be teaming together, except for the rich. <laughs> Fuck the rich. <laughs> so what posted this picture of, like, Kylie Jenner's mink Louis Vuitton um, slides and... Like, not only do I think fur, like, modern fur production is just, like, inhumane and disgusting and gross and unnecessary, but those slides were also, like, a thousand dollars or more, and they're fucking ugly-ass slides made of mink. You really had to both kill a mink for slides and also spend over a thousand dollars on slides. They're fucking sandals, and they're fuzzy. You can't even wear them outside, Kylie. I... Oof, and they're like, yeah, it would only probably take like thirty billion dollars to help you know the planet right now, and like they're like, so you know, donate. Looking at billionaires who have that money, like Jeff Bezos could probably do it himself, and it wouldn't even really hurt his fucking 
money situation. And I just, it got, oof, ah, mm, ah, mm. it makes me so angry. I just don't understand it. The stuff, see, here's, here's my thing, right? Because I was telling my friend about um, this, uh, was it Shane Dawson? I hate that guy anyway, but he was crying in a $600, or, wait, it was 600 pounds, which means it's a $1,000 hoodie. So he's crying in his $1,000 hoodie and Balenciaga hoodie on the floor about how he didn't make as much money from this thing as he, from his merch as he thought he would. And I'm like, whatever, I hate this guy, but also, there's only so good a hoodie can get. Like, okay, here, you, okay, here's, here's things I could see paying money for in a hoodie if I had money. That it's, um, ethically sourced materials, right? And that the labor is ethical. So, like, at that point, I'm like, okay, ethical sourced materials, ethical labor. Natural And then, like, natural fibers. And then, um, like, you have, like, okay, the person producing it still needs to make money, right? So it's, like, double whatever you paid for that or more, right? That gets us to, like, a (laughs) hundred. Yeah, we've, we've, there's a plateau. There's a plateau you fucking hit. And then the rest of it's just because it's Balenciaga. And I don't understand. I will never understand this. And like, I can understand like fine crafted pieces of haute couture costing money. Like, I understand that. And part of what you're paying for in that case is the same thing you pay for when you're paying for art. It's like the limited production of said item makes it more expensive. Okay, and it's all handmade, whatever. But this is a fucking hoodie, which was probably made by someone on a sewing machine. And like, we're just we're saying probably that someone those sweatshop. Let's be real. Shop. Let's let's be fucking real. So like, this this person, there's a fucking plateau of which you can hit where things happen. And I believe that there's a plateau of money that you can hit before it just doesn't fucking matter anymore. Like. Where making money doesn't mean anything. It loses all meaning because you already have so much money, you'll never fucking spend it. Like, even if you stopped making money at this point, you would no longer be able to spend the money that you had in the lifetime that you have. Um, so that, I just, I just, I don't understand. I really, like, I keep saying I don't understand it, but I literally don't understand it. Like, I, I just... Oof. And you can say, Jesse, you're just bitter because you're poor. And maybe I am. Okay. Does that make her point less valid? Like. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I'm bitter because I'm not that rich. But, like. But also, I wouldn't I'm even wrong. know what to do. It doesn't mean I'm wrong. I wouldn't even know what to do with all that money. Listen, once I paid off my loans and finished paying for school and, like, knew that I had a house and money to pay my utilities and my supplies, like. And, uh, like, so that includes, like, you know, a car, gas, internet. Once I had enough money to do that, like, and just know that I had that support, like, basically retirement, I don't know what I would do with more money than that. Like, I don't want anything. I don't need a Tesla. You could put some money in savings and live off the savings. Yeah. And you would still have so much left over. Yeah. And I don't understand. That's uh, So I guess... I guess because, like, even even with all my, like, hobbies and stuff, like, there's nothing that I would see, like, yep, gonna, gonna be needing all that billions of dollars for that. 
I, oof, it's like that person who was, like, doing the math for, Je- um, I think it was Bill Gates, um, online, that TikTok, and their website of, like, spend my money, and she's like, I just bought every fucking football team in the NFL, and it has not made a single dent in his fortune. Not a single dent. Like, I, and that is ridiculous to me, but, uh. I also realized that I said live off the savings, I meant live off the interest on the savings, like, you could even, you could just not even touch your savings and still live comfortably. <laughs> like, uh, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. So, that, there, there, you guys heard me get, I, all I can think about is that guy from Parks and Rec when they're like, come on, you're always um, angry about something. And he's like, I'm not always angry about something. And she's like, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's my salt. Why are you booing us? We're right. <laughs> um well that's our that's our show tonight then um where can we find you on the internet jesse you can find me as oh boy you can find me as filthy wizard on twitter and um i just and youtube and you can find me as um filthy magic user on twitch and instagram don't forget that i will be streaming thursday even though this comes out after thursday so i hope i have seen you all at the stream you won't see me because i will be at ala but um, you've got an excuse you've got an alibi Um, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch as Humanity Upgrade, and on Instagram as Crowfeather Cosplay. Uh, you can find the podcast on Twitter as at Podcast Salt, and you can find our Wayward co-host and editor Jake on Twitter as Jake underscore Lionheart. Um, if you you can listen to the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, Fireside, etc. Um, if you like the show and you'd like to help us out, consider donating to our Kofi page. That's ko-fi.com/slash The Salt Report. And help me with the remember kids. <laughs> remember and remember kids. kids, just because you're just because I'm bitter doesn't mean I'm not right. Exactly. Good night. Good night. <laughs>